Hey, hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. You picked the right day to hit play on this podcast, because today, episode 22, we are talking all about maintenance sex. That's right, you guys, we are right in the beginning part of our new series called All About Sex. And you guys, I am going to bring to you in the next couple of weeks, some amazing marriage guests. They are going to be talking about how to actually increase the sexual intimacy in your marriages. And that's really what this podcast is all about. It's about creating deeper connections, increasing our intimacy, building better relationships and building better marriages. So I cannot wait to bring to you guys some of these episodes that we have in the pipe. Well, If you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that we do a segment called Q&A with Dana Shea. And so sometimes I will put a message out there to my social media followers like, hey guys, do you have any relationship questions that you want me to answer on the podcast? And so I received a question from a single male listener and his question was, Dana, when you get married, can you have sex once a week or is that not healthy? Oh, I'm like, bless his sweet little heart. You guys are going to love the answer that I give him. But you're going to have to stick around for the entire episode because I'm answering this question at the end. So now I have a question for you. What are your plans for Valentine's Day? If you don't have anything planned because we're kind of still in hashtag COVID-19, I want to invite you to a special workshop that I am doing specifically for married couples. And it's going to involve your sex life. So take a listen to this special announcement. Fellas, are you sick of your wife being too tired for sex? Ladies, do you get annoyed that all your husband seems to want is sex? What if you could take your intimate connection to the next level? I want to teach you about making love outside of the bedroom. Come learn how to make your lovemaking sessions last all day long. Join my hubby Sean and I for a hot and spicy virtual workshop on Tuesday, February 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll help you and your spouse to rekindle those loving feelings you felt when you first came together and make your marriage exciting again. Come with your spouse or come by yourself. Register today for the virtual workshop at danashay.com slash workshops. Whether you've been married for 30 days or 30 years, you won't want to miss this workshop. Register now at danashay.com slash workshops because it's time you made your marriage bed great again. Hey, hey, everybody. I am ready to dive right into this next topic on maintenance sex. Now, if you have not already listened to episode 21, where we talk about why am I not in the mood for sex, that is going to be a great intro to today's topic. So 
you all, <laughs> we are just moving right along in this All About Sex series. I am super excited about some of the upcoming guests. I have been meeting some incredible people who have just as much passion about healthy marriages, healthy sexual relationships in marriage um, as I do. And so I'm really excited to be able to bring some of those guests to you guys within the next couple of weeks. But for today, you have Moa yours truly. And I want to talk today all about maintenance sex. Now, you guys might be wondering what the world is maintenance sex. Is it like getting an oil change? And the answer is, yeah, it pretty much is. And I actually came across this term not too long ago, and it intrigued me so much that I started researching, I started reading what other people were saying about it. And I realized I've been talking about maintenance sex for a long time. I haven't called it maintenance sex. I've kind of termed it different things, but that's kind of like a catchy phrase that people are starting to jump onto now. So I wanted to do an episode dedicated specifically to that. So if you're still like, what are you talking about? I want to just let you know from the gate that maintenance sex is basically having sex, not because you want to, but because you know you need to. Now, We have to be careful, I think, especially as Christians and even as Christian wives, those of you all who are women, because sometimes this can feel a little oppressive, right? You know, in our world right now, we are kind of taught like, do you, do what feels good, do what makes you happy. It's all about you, you, you. And if we're not careful, we'll get caught up in that, right? We'll get caught up in the thinking that marriage is supposed to be this tool to make me happy, to make me comfortable, to make me feel more fulfilled. And that is just not biblical. Now, what is also not biblical is you being some sort of like sex toy and feeling like you always have to be on, even if you're not um, engaged, even if you're not consenting, And what I am not saying is that you need to have sex with your spouse without consent. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is when you choose to have sex, even though you don't want to, even though you might not, quote, be in the mood, even though you might have other things to do, you are actually sacrificing your time. And it's just plain loving, y'all. Like love in and of itself requires us to do things that we don't always want to do. For those of us who are parents, we know this, right? Like, how many of you don't want to make dinner for your kids every night? I have both my hands raised. Like, there are times that I don't feel like taking my kids all around town for their sports. And I don't feel like helping them with their homework. And I don't feel like helping them when they're sick. But I do those things not because I have to, but because I want to, because I'm their mom and because I know that those things are needed. Likewise, in marriage, there are times that we have to do things that we don't always want to do. I really want to take away this whole like performance minded, have to obligatory way that sometimes we can think about sex. Sex is supposed to be a beautiful experience between both husband and wife. But what I'm telling y'all just straight up is sometimes it doesn't feel beautiful and wonderful. Sometimes it can feel like just another obligation. And so I want to talk about how maintenance sex can actually be fulfilling and life-giving for both husband and wife. So I want you to think about maintenance sex being like keeping your sex bank full all the time. If you have a bank account, you probably want that bank account to be full, right? Nobody wants to go withdraw money and realize that you have a negative account. 
or no one wants to go pay for something and get declined at the register. Has that ever happened to y'all? You know, so embarrassing, right? And that's the same way if you think about your marriage, when you are not investing in your sexual intimacy, your sex bank, quote unquote, will be depleted or your spouse's sex bank will be depleted. And so what maintenance sex does is it allows your sex bank to always be full. Now, maintenance sex can either be planned or unplanned. There is a lot of talk out there about whether you should schedule sex or if sex should just be more spontaneous. And as a matter of fact, I had the privilege of having Tony and Elisa DeLorenzo of One Extraordinary Marriage, which is one of the top marriage podcast shows out there. Make sure you're following that podcast as well if you're not already. But anyway, I had Tony and Elisa on the podcast, I think it was episode nine, and we talked all about this. They are huge, huge proponents of scheduling sex. And they talk all about why they believe that couples, married couples, should be scheduling sex. And then there's a whole different line of opinion. There's a whole group of folks who feel like married sex should be spontaneous and fun and and it shouldn't be planned. It should be more organic, if you will. And I see pros and cons for both sides. I mean, don't you? Like, can't you see where if you have a schedule of we are definitely going to have sex at least once a week, and this is the day that it's going to be, that could be helpful. But don't you also see how it can it can become a drudge or maybe just another thing to do? And so having that spontaneous, that fun, just kind of, hey, the kids are downstairs, let's get it in real quick, that kind of sex can be just as great in a marriage as well. So I definitely see both sides. But regardless of whether you plan it or whether you don't plan it, maintenance sex is going to actually help to strengthen your connection, not only obviously strengthen your sex bank, but also to just strengthen your connection in your marriage. Most marriages are comprised of two people that have two different sex drives. Like think about if you're a husband listening to me right now, maybe you're the one with a higher sex drive or maybe you're the wife with a higher sex drive because I'm starting to hear a lot more women, especially once they turn 40, something happens, I don't know, hormonally, and they're like, let's get it on all the time. And the husbands are like, yeah, I'm actually kind of coming down off of that peak that I've been on for the last 20 years. And so this can be a real challenge in marriages where you have one spouse who like wants it all the time and then you have another spouse who barely wants it. And so what maintenance sex does is it allows both of those, whether you have the super high sex drive or like no sex drive, it allows you to find some sort of middle ground. It says, listen, we understand that sex is a really important part of our marriage because you guys, it is like sex is healthy. We will be stressing that all throughout this whole series on all about sex. Sex is good. Say that to yourself right now. Sex is good. Sex is good. You literally might need to say that to yourself over and over, especially if you're struggling with seeing sex as a beautiful, good thing. But understand that maintenance sex is going to help you, even if you don't have a sex drive, it's going to help you to enjoy sex. Because let me tell you all a secret. You might not know this. Maybe you do. The more you have sex, the more you want to. So there's so many people, women especially, I don't mean to pick on the ladies, but I definitely hear from more women who are having these issues than men as far as not wanting to have sex. If you start having sex more regularly, you will want to have sex more regularly. It's just like working out. Like, I hate working out. I don't like to be sweaty and smelly. I don't enjoy it. 
but I love how I feel after I work out. I feel like I can conquer the world, right? I'm super powerful. I feel accomplished. I feel great. And sometimes, y'all, that's what sex is like. Sometimes you don't want to do it because you don't like to be sweaty or smelly or sticky. And I'm just being real, right? You don't want to be all of those things. But when you're done, you're like, this was amazing. Oh my God, I love you so much. You're so awesome, right? And so if you have sex more regularly, i.e. maintenance sex, you're going to feel that way. So let's look at maintenance sex like you would look at maintenance on your car. Most of us who actually care about the kind of car that we drive, and I'm not saying like the kind, like, you know, a luxury car or a regular car, but I'm saying like you actually want your vehicle to continue to run and not break down on you. Most of us have some sort of maintenance schedule for our cars, right? Like most cars, you know, you have to change that oil every 3,500 to 7,000 miles, depending on your, your make, right? You know you have to get the oil change. If you don't get the oil change, you know eventually your engine is going to lock up or blow up, okay? And so what do we do? We schedule the oil change. We go sit in whatever car dealership and we wait for them to do our oil change, whether we want to or not. That's on a scheduled cycle. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to plan. Should I get this oil changed or not? You know that you have to do it and your manufacturer will actually tell you when you need to do it. Now, there's other types of maintenance that we do on our cars that is not as stringent. Think about maybe your tires, right? Now, most of us have some sort of warranty on our tires. So they might say these tires are guaranteed to last up to 100,000 miles or whatever. But sometimes your tire might blow before the 100,000 miles. Or sometimes, depending on how you drive, you might actually wear that tread a lot quicker than the manufacturer thought that you were going to. And so you may need to replace your tires before. Or maybe you hit a, a pothole. Or maybe you need to switch out your tires depending on the kind of weather that you're experiencing in your in your area, okay? So tires, that might not be on a set schedule. Think about something like brake pads. Like your brake pads, you don't want to wait until all the padding is gone on the brakes and then you go to slam on brakes and you run into a tree, okay? You want to make sure that certain things are done Not necessarily because they're on a schedule, but because they need to be done. Like it is time. And as a matter of fact, like I just said, you don't want to wait until there's some huge catastrophic problem. And that's what sometimes happens in marriage. There are so many couples out there that feel like they're struggling. Listen to this, y'all. This is going to be helpful for a lot of y'all. There are so many couples out there who feel like they're struggling with communication. They feel like they're struggling with time Uh, time together. There are some couples who feel like they're struggling with finances. And you know what you're struggling with? Sex, sexual connection. One spouse is mad because they are sexually backed up. And so they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to communicate with you. They don't want to sit down and solve problems. And so you, the other spouse, are up here thinking, oh my gosh, we just can't connect. We can't communicate. And really the other spouse is just sexually frustrated. And this is what maintenance sex can help with. It can make sure that you're on a schedule of making sure that, again, like I said before, your sex bank is full, your spouse is satisfied, and you are satisfied. Okay, so let me give you some suggestions, all right? These are things that have helped me and Sean in our marriage. Now, Sean is not really one who needs to be reminded of sex. Um, 
He has no issues in this department, okay? Um, Sean would have sex five times a day every day if I would so allow. However, my lifestyle does not allow me to um, oblige him in that way, in that manner or fashion. So what I have decided is that I am going to fulfill his needs as much as humanly possible without falling off the bed because I cannot walk, okay? So this is what happens with our marriage, all right? We tend to have sex multiple times a week, and both of us are very sensitive to each other's needs. And this is something that I really appreciate Sean for because he's never shamed me. He, even when I wasn't like as wise as I am today, um, even when I was like, you know, I don't feel like it. Like I was talking about last week on last week's episode, like I'm tired. I have these other things to do. Like even when I was being crazy like that, he never shamed me. He never made me feel like um, you're not meeting my needs or any of that. Right. And so one of the things that I appreciate about our relationship is that we can kind of vibe off of each other, for lack of a better word. Like, I can kind of tell, like, oh, it's time for me to kind of help my husband out a little bit. And he can tell from me, because, y'all, sometimes it's me. I'm like, hey, yo, like, you haven't touched me in, like, a couple days. What's going on? And so I think just being really um, aware of, like, this nonverbal communication, right? Like, I'll probably end up doing an episode at some point, y'all, on nonverbal communication, because if you've ever taken any college course on communication, you know that statistics show that, what, 70 to 90 percent of communication is nonverbal. And I think that if we spouses actually started learning how to understand our spouse's nonverbal cues, that can help us out a lot in our relationships and our marriages. And so sometimes I'll just kind of pick up on the fact like, okay, I think we need to have sex. And, and and listen, it's not like this romantic thing where we have rose petals and candles and bubble bath. Like sometimes it's like, listen, we got like 10 minutes. Let's get this thing done real quick because you're starting to act a little crazy. And I'm just this like my step one. And then, hey, if that doesn't work, then maybe something else is the problem. But Sean tells me all the time, he's like, Dana, men are very simple creatures. Like, give me some food, give me some sex, and, you know, I'm pretty good to go. And I'm like, oh, it can't be that simple. You need long conversations and other things that stimulate you. And he's like, really, I don't, actually. And sometimes wives, I'm speaking to wives right now, sometimes we just need to understand that men, and again, I'm being very general here, I understand that there's going to be some men who don't fall into this category. But for the most part, most men are just real simple. Like they don't need all this extra stuff that sometimes we feel like they need. And sometimes we'll try to give to them and they're like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't need that. I just need you to take your clothes off and let's get down to it. Like, I hate to be so graphic, but that is what it is. And I'm telling you this because I love you. And I'm telling you this because your husbands have been trying to tell you and you won't listen to them. Trust me. I know because they tell me. And I'm like, okay, I got it, guys. Off my back. I will let your wives know. And so I'm telling y'all beautiful women out there beautiful married women, because that's what this whole series is all about. It's married sex. I'm telling y'all that your husbands need to have sex. Okay. And so try to understand like those nonverbal cues. I used to ask Sean, like, why do I feel like you're pulling away from me? I feel like we're disconnected. And I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize that the reason that the man is pulling away is because he does feel disconnected. It's because I'm not giving him enough sex. And so, you know, maybe your husband isn't like mine. Maybe your husband doesn't have like the super high sex drive. Maybe your husband's just kind of like a once a weeker. 
girl, God bless. Okay? Enjoy that and make sure that the man at least gets the sex once a week. All right? Now, maybe you're a wife and you feel like, hey, Dana, don't leave a sister out. Like, I'm the one who's always asking my husband, listen, have your husband listen to this podcast. Like, tell him, maybe you've been trying to explain to him that you need more affection, more sexual intimacy from him, and he just, for whatever reason, isn't hearing you. Let him listen to this podcast. You guys, sex is one of those doors that the enemy likes to come into and wreak all kinds of havoc in relationships. You guys may have heard, and hopefully you have heard, episode three, where Sean and I talked about rebuilding trust, rebuilding us. And to be honest, y'all, like this was one of those problems in our relationship. We were not on the same page sexually. And so the enemy used that in order to bring other people into our marriage. And that's something that I'm not proud about at all, but that is what happened. And so I think looking back, looking back at my younger self, looking back at the, the, uh, the person that before I knew all of this, I can easily see that trap that was set for us. I can easily see now how us not being sexually connected led to us not being emotionally connected. See, some people think it's the opposite, especially women, right? We're like, I need to feel emotionally connected with my husband before I can sexually connect with him. And I get it because I think that too. I think that that is the truth. And that is the truth for me, for women, for most women, that is our truth. But you know what is also true is that most men are exactly the opposite. Most men need to feel sexually connected first, and then they will feel emotionally connected to you. As a matter of fact, oxytocin, which is a hormone that is produced in sex, especially sex involving orgasm, is the bonding chemical hormone. So when your husband has an orgasm, he feels most close to you in that very moment. And see women, and again, I'm picking on us. I know I'm using generalizations. Please do not write me and say, Dana, why are you always assuming I'm using generalizations? Okay. Women, sometimes we think our husbands are going to feel really connected to us when we're like, laying on their lap and we're telling them all of our deepest secrets and we're telling them all of our feelings and emotions. And you know what that man is doing? He's looking down your shirt. (laughs) Like, can I be honest with you? That's what he's doing. He's not thinking about your emotions. Uh, And Good husbands. I'm not talking about like weird husbands, like good husbands. He's like, you're so sexy right now. And I just want to have sex with you. That's what he's thinking. And so men are going to connect sexually first then they connect emotionally. And so you give what you want and you will get what you need. Some of y'all need to write that down. You give what you want and then you will get what you need. It really is a biblical principle at the end of the day when you give not so that you can receive, but eventually because we serve a good and a gracious God, you will get what you want when you give. It's the principle of sowing and reaping. You see, you don't get something just because you want it. You get something when you sow first. And so this is, and I'm not going to get preachy here, but this, you could take this principle and apply it to many things in life. And what I'm telling you today is if you want emotional connection with your husband, with your spouse, then you need to give sexual connection. As a woman, I'm telling you this. And so maintenance sex, again, let's just quickly review, is having sex not necessarily because you want to, but because you know you need to. 
And I believe, and I'm not trying to get super deep, y'all, but I truly believe that sex is worship. It really is. It's not, you're not worshiping your spouse. You are worshiping the Lord. And for those of y'all who are like, oh my gosh, she just really took it there. Yes, I'm telling y'all, because what is worship? Worship is honoring God, right? Worship is laying down our desires for a higher purpose, for God's purposes. It's bringing God's glory into our lives. There's so many definitions of worship. Think about when you are willing to say, not my will be done, but your will spouse be done. That's worship. God loves sex. Like, I know that some married people are still very uncomfortable talking about it, but God isn't. He's like, I actually created it. And I created it not just for procreation. I created it so that you guys could have a lot of fun and enjoy it and bond and feel close to each other and connect like nothing else connects you. I've said this before. I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it again on another episode. Sex is the only thing that only you can do for your spouse. Your spouse can get all of their other needs met in other places and in other people. But this one thing, this is something that God has given you the privilege and the responsibility to fix for your spouse, to meet for your spouse, this need that only you can meet. That that is like really cool to me. I think that that is really special that like I am the one who gets to do this for my spouse and you are too. And so my encouragement to you today is to go ahead and break out your calendar if you've never done this before. Listen, if you've never scheduled sex before, try it. You might end up loving it. You might end up being like, this is the greatest thing ever. I wish I would have done this years ago. Or you might hate it and you might come up with something else, another plan, another way, another reminder. But put something in your phone, put something on your planner and say, I am no longer going to allow three and four weeks to go by without sexually connecting with my spouse. So how often do you need to have sex? That's between you and your spouse. You guys have to decide how often. But the goal is to meet each other's needs. If you're never doing something because you don't want to, that's never going to help you to outgrow your selfishness. And I've said it before that marriage is discipleship, right? It's when you can say, I'm willing to to love you. I'm willing to meet your needs. I'm willing to do some things that I don't always want to do because I love you and because I want to be more like Christ. And so that's my encouragement to y'all today. I hope that you take this, this topic to heart. I hope that, like I said, you are able to maybe schedule sex for the first time. And if you feel like it's going to take the spontaneity out, go back and listen to episode nine because Tony and Elisa had some great tips on how to still be able to feel like you're being spontaneous even when you do schedule sex. So thank you guys so much for listening today. I love doing this podcast and I absolutely love connecting with you. For those of you who have written reviews, for those of you who send me private messages on social media, you know, I was talking to a coaching uh, client, a couple actually the other day, and they said, Dana, we found your podcast and we just like basically listened to like episode after episode. We couldn't get enough. You were an answer to God's prayer. And I'm telling you all this not to puff myself up or so that you're like, oh, great, you know, but so that you can understand that like I pray over these episodes. I know that y'all are out there struggling in your marriages because I was struggling in mine. And I wish that there was a podcast back then that I could have just downloaded from the comfort of my own home that would have helped me in that season. 
And so make sure that you're sharing these episodes with other couples who you know need this information. Share it on your social media platform. Share it in an email. Text somebody the link. I don't care how you share it, but share the love. And if there's a topic that you are like, Dana, you have to talk about this, shoot me an email. You can always reach me at Q&A at DanaShea.com. So thank you all so very much for listening. Be sure to head over to realrelationshiptalk.com where you can find all the show notes from every episode. We'll do show notes. I'll have links to different resources that I share in the podcast episodes. There's a lot of information over there on realrelationshiptalk.com. So be sure to check that out. And of course, ladies and gents, couples, be sure to check out that workshop that's coming up on February 16th called Making Love Outside the Bedroom. If you can't attend for some reason, give it as a gift to somebody that you know would be blessed by what we are going to talk about. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be engaging. You will not want to miss that workshop. Before we sign off, let's head back to our Q&A that we had toward the beginning of the podcast episode. If you remember, we had a question from one of our Instagram followers who is a listener on the podcast. And the question was, can you have sex once a week when you get married, or is that not healthy? And this is what I have to say about that. Friend, not only can you have sex once a week, but you can have sex once a day. You can have sex multiple times a day. As a matter of fact, research shows that having a healthy sex life not only benefits you and your spouse emotionally, but it comes power packed with some pretty amazing physical benefits as well. I'm talking about things like lower blood pressure, a better immune system, better heart health. So my friend, you can prevent heart attacks by just having a healthy sex life. You can actually improve your self-esteem, decrease depression and anxiety, of course, increase your libido. You can actually have natural pain relief. I didn't know that one. And better sleep. There are so many benefits of taking care of your sexual life. So have sex when you get married and have lots of it. Thank you so much for your question. Well, you guys, that wraps up today's episode. As always, it's been my pleasure serving you today. Be sure to rate and review the podcast. Subscribe so that you can get notified every single time a new episode goes live. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Have a great week. Toodaloo. We've been drowning in the dark Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.